Primary Care Knowledge Boost, how coaching and mentoring can work in general practice. Hello and welcome back to Primary Care Knowledge Boost. Today we are speaking to Christopher Lewis, who works in coaching and mentoring as Operations Learning and Development Manager for Greater Manchester Training Hub. Yeah, the aim of the talk was to find out about coaching and mentoring and particularly what's going on in the Greater Manchester Training Hub um, and to get a flavour of the approaches that are being used in coaching and how it might help us general practitioners or people working in primary care. Um, So we arranged the talk with the Greater Manchester GP Fellows in mind, but the information's available and useful for all, we feel. Yes, exactly. He speaks really passionately about how coaching has been um, such a big part of his professional life. Um, And he 100% definitely sells the benefits of both being coached and becoming a coach. Um, And I think Sarah and me were definitely on board by the end. So hopefully you guys will feel similar. (laughs) Absolutely. Uh, So hopefully you enjoy listening and we'll be back at the end to share our learning points. So would you like to introduce yourself um, and tell us a little bit about your current role, Chris? Okay, yeah. So my name's Chris Lewis. I'm the Operations Learning Development Manager for the Greater Manchester Training Hub. Quite a, a varied and vast role. Um, so I, I look after the fellowship programmes, the support and mentor programmes, the, the nurses, developing sessions for the wider workforce. My background, the reason why I came onto the team, so my background, I'm, I'm, I'm ex-Royal Air Force. So I was part of the, was on the operational sides on the helicopters and, and fighters and bombers and all that sort of stuff. Then I went into leadership development training. Then between that, leaving the Air Force and then ending up the, the training hub, I, I was a teacher for seven and a half years. Uh, and then <laughs> and then primary care nicked me across. So, yeah, so I, I initially came on the team just to develop the training, you know, uh, and there was real gaps on the, the sort of uh, leadership pillar of, of the work we were doing. So I just stepped in and started developing it. It's, it's taken off from there. So hence why we're hopefully chatting today. And I'm, I'm going to answer some questions about mentoring and coaching and, and why it's important and why it's been important in my life. That's fab. What an interesting journey. <laughs> yes, it certainly has been, yeah. Hence why I'm, hence why, obviously you won't see it on the audio, but hence why I'm so great because I'm only 21. Uh, but uh, <laughs> it's, been, it's been a tricky life. <laughs> um, so you're right, you alluded to the fact that we wanted to um, talk to you about coaching and mentoring today. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we thought we'd start with um, some, some definitions for people who maybe don't have a clue about what any of these terms mean. So if we start with coaching, can you talk us through yeah. what that actually is? Okay, okay, so coaching, it takes the assumption that the coachee has all the resources they need and it's just about asking interesting questions and, and delving into their lives and, and, and using a structure to get them to a goal. So it's about achieving a goal, but it's about using the resource that the coachee can access and use to be a realistic goal and for them to be able to then coach through to the end. It's got to be something that's achievable and that's something that's missed at times where the goals aren't achievable, the structure's not, not secure. So then people say, oh, coaching rubbish doesn't work. Yeah, because the coaching process wasn't right. Uh, which is something we, we've uh, worked to address in the work we're doing. Um, so, uh, yeah, can you teach? Uh, can you tell us the difference between coaching and mentoring? Yeah, sure. So, so with the coachee, the, the resources are there, you're using them to take ownership of the whole process. You, you sort of pong them along, you, you control it, the coach controls it, the coachee you know, has responsibility. With mentoring, uh, that's when someone's got a skill or has experienced in a certain area. The, the word mentor com- comes from the sort of the Greek odysseys where Odysseus went off to, to, to war and left his good friend mentor in charge of his son to run the run the kingdom so that's where the, the word mentor so someone more experienced then helps to guide you through uh, and and the challenges are people uh, as mentors take on 
the ownership, you know, so I'm, we're trying to change it where they're, they're taking on the coaching role where then the mentee takes on the, the work that needs doing. So men- mentors can coach, but coaches, coaches can't necessarily mentor and that, that's the fine line. So, so the people we're working with at the moment, which we'll probably talk about a bit later, it's about the mentors having this other skill set. So the ownership's then with the mentee and then they're not ending up with loads of work and, and pressure and strain. Uh-huh. Well, that brings us nicely on to my next question, which was about us as general practitioners or anyone in clinical practice. We're, we're busy. We're mm-hmm. having quite stressful jobs and stressful lives. Um, yeah. <laughs> just about getting through. Um, what, yeah. What's the kind of elevator pitch for why they should give up their time to do some coaching or mentoring? Yeah, and the, the sort of elevator pitch for it is it's, it's massively rewarding. And we tend to find people that sort of put themselves forward for coaching and mentoring are of a, a more altruistic mindset, shall we say. So if the relationship's good and if you know they're, they're trained well enough uh, and, they're, and they're following a, a process, then actually it becomes more of a friendship, which is really, really nice. And you know, there's nothing better than passing on your knowledge and skills, you know, onto the sort of the next generation or someone, you know, less experienced than you. So the feedback we get is, is I get so much from this. The last GP support mentor course we run, we, we had two people who've been mentoring for about a year and, and they were the best sales pitch ever they said we got got involved in this to, to maybe help the next generation along and actually it's just it's been massively rewarding you know and, and, and sometimes i don't i don't think you realize what you know until you teach it to someone else and you know, from my background in teaching it's only when you, you teach it to someone else you realize well well i know things so it, it's that affirmation that actually as, as amazing gps and experienced gps you know a lot and you, you, sometimes you don't appreciate how much you do actually know. That's um, led me to think of two questions that aren't on our list, so I'm going to try and remember. Okay. Um, <laughs> the first was that um, it just strikes me, wh- why would someone want to do coaching at or mentoring and not be uh, an official supervisor? Okay, um, that's where the, the, the line gets a bit muddied at times, I think, because for pure mentoring, the person needs to be outside of the, sort of the chain of command or you know the sort of organisational structure. Um Mentoring can work. It can work. And sometimes it was, you know, you're in a, a place of work. Someone's more experienced. You know, you, you know, you work with them or work under them. They're your mentor. They're, they're, they're allocated. And in the real world, that happens an awful lot. But for it to be pure mentoring, and it's something we work really hard on, they need to be outside of the sort of supervision circle because the relationship is all about trust. It's all about openness. It's about honesty. And, you know, it doesn't matter how close you are to that person and how good the relationship is. There's nothing worse than when there's actually something you – you sort of want to talk about, but you don't want them to sort of think ill of you, or maybe think you're not, you know, you know. There's that, there's that, there's that holding back at times, and that's what, not what mentoring and mentee being a mentee is about. It's about an open, honest relationship, and it's just about you know bouncing off each other and guiding them along. So as soon as the word supervision comes in, it's, it's a big no-no. Um, you mentioned there about the benefits of being a coach or a mentor, um, but why would yeah. someone want to be coached um, or have a mentor? Okay. So on, on the coaching side, it, it, if it's done effectively, so, so my, my, you know, rewinding back, you know, when I was back in the Air Force, you know, I'd come off an operational squadron, you know, so I was going around the world, you know, do, doing what, what the RAF do best. Then I ended up in, on a leadership development centre and they said, oh, you're going on this coaching course. I was like, oh, I've done like football coaching and things like that. So I went on it, very, very green, uh, and, and was watching what was going on. And it was just watching these coaches in action. It was just amazing what they were asking. I'd, you know, when you, you're there and you're like, how on earth did they see that? How on earth did they know that? Just asking, you know, asking these interesting questions. And, and it's nice, you know, if you're coaching really, really well, 
sometimes you don't really get a thank you for what you've done because they're just achieving these amazing things with you know uh, in a timely manner and it's motivating but because you've done it you know they're, they're taking ownership of it it's their success even though you sort of guided them along and from someone that you know needs a pat on the back every now and then sometimes coaching it isn't isn't the best <laughs> because because you know they're taking over they're achieving all these amazing things and you sort of you know, you know it was me i helped a bit didn't i <laughs> and, and on the mentoring side as well you know it's it's we're losing people thick and fast from, from primary care we're losing doctors we're losing nurses so if there's this little bit you can give of yourself and they can sort of feel rewarded and, and feel safe and secure and have this this knowledge base they can tap into. You know, we've got just the best teachers in the world. We've got the best GPs in the world. You know, I would suggest, I would say, and and just to tap into that, you know, into that knowledge and, and and if they stay. And we've had feedback that if it wasn't for this program, I'd have left primary care. I may not even be a doctor anymore. So something's happening. You know, it's just it's having that safety net, someone trusted to talk to, and you know, sometimes iron out some of the the amount of work you're doing. You can just be a bit fitter, a bit faster, a bit harder at times. You know working smart not hard i'm going all cliche i do apologize <laughs> <laughs> but cliches are true it makes sense a lot of what you've said as resonates with me because i had a yeah. bit of coaching at a time and i take full responsibility for all the amazing achievements that came out of that brilliant, good. <laughs> but actually they were brilliant at guiding me and it yeah. is like that yeah. the right questions at the right time it was yeah. it was just exactly what i needed to get me out yeah. of that rut at the time yeah <laughs> Great. And so you uh, you mentioned again little bits about this, but do you want to tell us more about the work that's actually happening in Greater Manchester around um, the coaching and mentoring? Yes, yes. So we've, we've got the uh, the fellowship program, which is a two year program. So these new to primary care, you know, these GPs, and they're just needing. So there's, there's lots and lots of work we're doing. It's it's about PCN, it's about network, and it's all that sort of stuff. I've, I've brought in the leadership side. You know, they're, they're part of this this new hierarchy and you know, trying to find their place in the world. So. It's, it's looking at lead, their leadership skill set. Uh, it's looking at their people skills. It's looking at, uh, we do negotiating skills. We do lots and lots of different things just to take the pain away and just, you know, make them more effective, effective practitioners. Um, but there is this, you know, there is a, a need, you know, from health education that they need some mentoring. So that was fine. We, we've set that up. So our, our, our GPs on the, on the fellowship get two years of mentoring from a more experienced GP. And also some of our fellows on the, on the, and the fellows are then mentoring ST3s as well, so it's a big, big circle. The the sticking point was with the um, you know our more experienced GPs. They were expecting to go off and do a, a five day course with a, a you know an ILM level five with um, to complete a massive portfolio of work, which is brilliant. It's an, it's a fantastic qualification to have, and and that's why we redesigned things. I, I was in a coaching setup working as a coaching team. I did my level five qualification and the amount of work. And, and you know it was it was a heavy involvement, and you know there was a lot of work to do. And I understand they're try, they're doing all you know as many sessions as they're doing. They're working and from home afterwards. The last thing they need is then this massive qualification that you know they're staging their in their careers to, to then be able to be mentors. So so what we did, I I, I took I basically created a survival skills course. It's going through the ILM process, so it's approved by them. So it's a high standard, got the quality assurance. So it's two days of every coaching course I've ever been on, all the coaching experience and training, and I've got a massive portfolio of coaching training. I brought that together into two days. And from day one, you know, most of them have never even coached before. To the end of day two, they're getting assessed. It's well-formed. They followed the coaching process. They've created you know, that rapport with, with the coachee in two days. And it's going somewhere. It's going pretty fast, but it's, it's that two days 
I assess them and then they're good to go as opposed to a five-day course, then months months of work and, and we're still just tapping into them as, as being mentors. So the feedback's been really strong and if it wasn't for this, I would not be a mentor. So we did 12 last week. Uh, feedback's gone out there and now I think we're going to be able to put one on every month. So we've gone from hardly any mentors to we're getting 12 a month and there's a waiting list, which is uh, incredible. So we're all very proud. I was going to say, so those are mentors that are getting a coaching qualification? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, just to get it right in my head. <laughs> yeah, so, so the fellows are still doing the ILM3, so they're happy to you know, go through that, get the, an ILM level three. Still quite a lot of work, but you know they want to build up their portfolio when you know, they're, they're new GPs. But we've got people who've been out there 20 years plus, and they're like, I've got so many qualifications. I just want to pass on my knowledge and help support people. Um, so by getting the, the two-day two approved one, they're, they're more than happy with that. They get a nice certificate, and it's quality assured. But more importantly, they've got that new skill set to mentor effectively you know so that they can mentor pass on knowledge but they can mentor using coaching strategies and that, it's given them that flexibility because you know a, a big part of being a mentor is sometimes you know you're that caring you know i'll do this for you and i'll make that contact for you and that's not what i want I, there's times when just quickly point you can go and do that and other times if it's a, a bigger piece of work they use a coaching strategy then the mentee takes on that work and then the, the ownership's on them then, and then the men, mentor can mentor a number of people. You know, I, I, I've come a cropper in my early days where I was a more of a mentor without using the coaching strategies and the amount of work I was taking on and I'm trying to help them out was, a, you know, it was, it was getting a bit out of hand. So yeah. that, that's another massive bonus of giving our mentors coaching skills. Yeah. What does ILM stand for? Sorry, Institute of Leadership and Management. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. And so you you mentioned there, but yeah, I just wanted to clarify. So the fellows are they doing a course to to learn how to coach? Yeah. So they're doing the ILM level three. So it's still quite a bit of work, you know, and and they're getting a lot from it. I, we did. <laughs> There was discussions whether they could do the two-day one, but actually they want that extra qualification and it just looks good on their portfolio and, you know, as they, they climb the career ladder or whatever they choose to do. It, it is a brilliant course to, to have. The ILM Level 5 is amazing to have, but it's a lot of work. Yeah. You know, I, I went through that same process 15 plus years ago. And I, as I said earlier, I was in a coaching setup and the amount of work I had to do. So them just being a GP and then doing all that, you know, in isolation, yeah, it, it wasn't viable. It's not going to happen. And so the mm. the fellows are then, you said, um, mentoring slash coaching ST3s? Yeah, so, so, they're, so they're getting a lot from that. So the, the relationships are building that side as well. Uh, and that's really, really nice. And, and, and the same again, they understand how much they know by passing their knowledge on to someone else who's less experienced than them, which is uh, lovely. And that's, you know, there's that affirmation, I know stuff. <laughs> and we hear that an awful lot. <laughs> I can understand that. <laughs> Uh, you know, the um, other GPs, the more experienced GPs who are getting their coaching, yeah. do they coach anyone in particular? Or Because I'm just thinking, do the fellows get coached and learn how to coach as well? Or Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. So the fellows get coached by our, what we call our support and mentors. Right. Uh, and, and, you know, we've got 100 and I think we're up to 140 fellows now. So, it, it, you know, we've gone from, I think we're second, the second highest amount of fellows in the UK. I think we're only beaten by London. So it's gone really, really big. And then, you know, we, were, we had this stumbling block of the ILM level five where we had some great mentors, but we didn't have enough. So then our, our uh, supporting mentors then take on a number of fellows. Same again, it's got to be like a coaching relationship. It's got to, it's got to work. So nine times out of 10, you'll put them together and it will, you know, we, we work really hard to fit similar personalities and 
but there's sometimes it just doesn't work and it can be logistically where they can only meet on a Wednesday. Yeah, but I work every single day. The only day I get off is Monday. That's fine. And, and you know, they all understand that will just work again to, to find them. And sometimes you just don't click personally or, you know, personal, and that's fine as well. And, and, they're, and they're really open and honest and say, it's just not working. And we reconnect them with someone else. Yeah, the, the only reason it hasn't worked like, is, is logistics, really, because you know the, the nature of the people who want to help others, and as people that want to be helped, you know, it works really, really well. Yeah. But, but they are they are briefed on if it's not working, come straight back to us, and we'll, we'll pair you up with someone. Same, I keep saying it's it's got to be open, it's got to be honest, and you've got to have that relationship. A big part of day one is about creating rapport, understanding how people tick, understanding people's value systems. You know what what motivates people. Uh, so they, we use that language, you know, to, to connect them together. Yeah. And where do you um, where do you recruit the senior GPs from? Um, do they just kind of come forward? Of, uh, where have you been getting them from anywhere? Yeah, well, yeah, I'm, I'd say I'm all, you probably know. I'm all over LinkedIn. I'm all over Twitter. We we tie them into the the PCNs. It's word of mouth at times. It's it's on the internet. We we we're here there and everywhere. So we're just trawling constantly. Um, where the mouth's been a fantastic one so we're getting and now you know the words getting out there that we can you know do it in a, in a, in a way that works for everyone so i say we've got a waiting list now so it's nice do you have to have um, mentors and um coaches from the greater manchester area or if someone's outside of that area and is interested in doing um that for the fellows in greater manchester is that okay um, well at the moment it, it, we're, we're sort of keeping it within greater manchester but i, I can see it uh, growing i can see it getting bigger you know our, our hub supports greater manchester but we do work you know with the other hubs and discuss with the other hubs so that the coaching skills course that's one of the other regions was going to take i was going to go across them and deliver that for their mentors so you know, I, I was a, a leadership development instructor for the, the royal air force i basically brought the royal ref coaching and mentoring strategy into the uh, oh. <laughs> into the greater manchester train up for the nhs so it's where so I, I thank the RAF a lot for all the training and support they give me because now I'm, you know, I'm passing it over yeah, to primary yeah. care, <laughs> which is fantastic. <laughs> um, so we're quite keen to get a few pearls of wisdom from the the course that you do. Um, any kind of advice for us, either for, from yeah. being coach perspective or learning how to coach perspective, whatever way you want to kind of approach it. Okay. I'll come from the I'll come from the coachy perspective of what you know some pearls of wisdom and, and why it's useful. Um, as we said before, the resources tend to be there or within grasp, and it's having that outside perspective of someone just noticing your body language, noticing the things you're saying. Our coaches are experienced GPs as well, so that and what what they found really hard at our mentors is not to give them the answer. So I. I we keep asking questions and that's the bit the big <laughs> the big change is listen we can give them the answer but it's, they're not taking ownership so as, as someone who's co- getting coached i've got an issue within work and um, we do a, an assessment of the wheel of life so we look at all aspects of the life it's not just professionally it's looking you know the spirit or you know whatever motivations are within life so there's sort of 10 areas we look at they score it and even by doing that they, they quickly identify wow i didn't realize you know my my work-life balance was so bad you know, I've worked with, you know, experienced GPs. I've been coaching GPs for about 20 years and I'd be called in to do something that's connected with work, professional leadership. And probably nine times out of 10, it, it tends to be a work-life balance issue. And and that's what, you know, we, they identify. So by doing this wheel of life and looking how, how well they're doing financially and all these different bits of models, they identify pretty quickly. Wow, I didn't realize this is an area I, I needed to develop. 
So then the coach comes in and, and, and you ask these interesting questions and it can go off in massive tangents. It can go something really quick and they get there really quickly using use that thing called the grow model, which, which is uh, really effective. Uh, it was uh, developed by Sir John Whitmore, who was a, an ex-racing driver. So it's goal, reality, option and will. So you work on the goal and, and you get specific on it you know, within the area of identified. Look at the reality of it, you know, and, and the resources available, and then you move on to the next bit. What options have you got? And then the last one, we sort of score it. It's that will. It's that from zero to ten. How how you know, it, it takes around half an hour to work through at times, but when you get to that will, if it's a high nine out of ten, this is a goal I want to achieve. Then you know you can move on and work, work out structure, and then readdress it when you, you come back. You know, a couple of weeks later, it's when we get the low end scores when it's about a four or a five. You like nah. so you're rewinding all the way back again because you know there's something they think you want to achieve. You're not been you know you just need to delve a bit deeper. It's someone giving you an inquisition on an element of your life that you'd like to develop on, uh, and it's really enlightening and it sort of takes a, a load off and, and get you get you thinking. We do a section on the on the training about uh, coaching questions. Uh, and the big one is if the response is, oh, that's a good question. In your head, you're just asking some quest- interesting questions. When they say that one, that's the, yes, I've got them now. That's an interesting, and then you, you sort of delve a bit deeper on that one. So coaching side, they're, they're unlocking things and, and challenges in your life and helping you to you know, find solutions. On the coach side, it's, it's just amazing to just just watch the body language grow and, and watch people solving these problems in their life where without your outside sort of like a, a third third person sort of observations and you know the words they're saying their body language uh, you know without you unlocking that it, it'd still be in there and it'd still be getting stressed out it'd still be you know, making the same mistakes constantly so it's about it, 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 there's nothing more powerful than unlocking you know a, a solution in someone it is absolutely it's such a great feeling you know, and that's the the selfish side of being a coach it's just lovely to watch someone performing better you know better mental health working you know it works better you know and, and getting promoted you know all these different things just from you know the relations you you've had with them and you meet you know maybe once a month or every couple of weeks does that answer your question or have i just rambled on as usual <laughs> no it's lovely it has it absolutely has yeah i, I like yeah. the model i know and it just it's lovely because it is a self-selected group of people that want to that want help to kind of achieve things so the potential to kind of move people through that sort of process of change and uh, it's brilliant. Yeah, yeah. There's been a happy bike product off as well. So our mentors went off. So we do lots of uh, looking at themselves. So I mentioned it when we were, we were emailing each other, you know, what, why is our approach different? It's normally an organizational approach. It filters down. This is what the organization want. This is what we're going to do. I flipped it on its head because organizationally, as great as that is, when the pressure's on, when, you know, when the chips are down, you're going to behave in a certain way. You're going to behave in your way. So the coach needs to be able to respond to you. So I, this is how I tick. There's three main motivations. There's altruism, there's task focus, and there's process. So we have mixes of, of, of each of those. So we use a thing called strength deployment inventory. And, and it identifies what your main motivations are. And it's pretty enlightening. It's not like a, a horoscope where everyone appeals to everyone. And like, uh, afterwards, you know, even the mo- the biggest skeptics are, wow, this is amazing. So rewind to where I was at. The byproduct was after our mentoring course, one of our mentors then went into their leadership team and, 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 and a meeting, and that was all he talked about. And he said, well, we need to do this, we need to do that. So, all right, they've come on a course to, to be mentors to support, you know, the next generation of uh, GPs. But actually, they've taken it back to practice and they're understanding this is why we're not performing. You know, this is why we're not doing this. This is why these people aren't getting on. 
So, you know, there's that massive spin and, and that's where, it, you know, in my, my role, I was leadership development, but the team development side of it, it's just, you know, everyone wins from it, which is brilliant. And, and for, for the relatively low, low cost, it's, it's just an absolute no-brainer that everyone should be rolling this out. I feel like I want to go and do that and find out why. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> please, please do. Yeah. Absolutely. If I've got two more mentors, I'll be very happy. <laughs> I think you have. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, you're definitely, if someone's interested in coaching, if someone's listening to this and they can't get away you know, to coaching, there are so many brilliant, brilliant resources out there and you'll watch some uh, and some you'll roll your eyes at and think mm, it's maybe not for me. And there's there's other elements, you know. So anything by John Whitmore, if you just watch some of his stuff, you know, he he is just a genius at asking interesting questions. There's a a really old video where it's about asking questions. So there's two people who've never played golf before. There's a, there's a woman that John works with, and then there's a, a man who this experienced golfer works, and I just watch about you know them hitting the ball in, in about 10 or 20 minutes. And it just shows how much more effective John was by just that, you know, thinking about your body, thinking about what you like to do. Whereas the, the expert sort of teaching this other person, this this guy how to uh, play golf, is giving him about 3,000 bits of information, put your thumb there, think, you know, stand there, shoulders back, head over, and this, he's hitting the floor, you know. So it's just, even just watching something as empowering, does that go in? I've just asked a few questions and this person's got better at what they're trying to do. So, yeah, so anything by John was just fantastic to watch. He does so many different talks and things like that. So, yeah. Yeah, no, that sounds like a nice visual um, way of uh, explaining how the, the benefits of coaching. Obviously, your programme and um, the coaching and everything here is for the fellows to be coached. Um, but I don't know, Sarah, is the programme that you used still available for anyone else who'd like to be coached um, within the NHS? The, well, it, there's, there's, again, a, a yet another spin-off. So I, I was delivering a presentation about, you know, developing it for our supporting mentors, and there was a, a commissioner there that was really interested in, and had a chat to us afterwards and said, listen, how can we expand this into the wider workforce? So there are discussions, there are, we're trying to find funding and more people because we know there's definitely, you know, there are experienced GPs out there aren't, aren't getting a share of the love. You know, you know we're, we're funded by Health Education England, so you know, we're not for profit. So we just want to do as much good as we can. So yet there is, you know, I'm working quite hard to, to expand this out. Yeah. Exactly. And thinking about like non-GP clinicians and, and other people working in primary care as well, um, definitely feel like they benefit yeah. from it. Yeah. And, and that's that's another thing. You know, my, my background is, is basically I work with people and, and I try to solve solutions, you know, of people problems. So, you know, a, a lot of the work I do is about using transactional analysis. I don't know if you've come across that with, it, with Eric Byrne. So, you know, our front of house are getting shouted at by people every day. So it's strategies we can teach them. Uh, you know, to, to stop this this happening. So it needs to expand. It's not just about the nurses, it's not just about the doctors. It's about, you know, the, everyone within that building. And again, it's down to funding and time and, you know, people being released. 20 years ago, I could I could work with a practice. They'd shut down on a Wednesday afternoon and we do all these great things, you know, to help them operate better. There's that challenge as well, isn't it, where we, ca- we can't let our people out yeah. the building. So that's something else that needs to be addressed. But I think with a coaching mindset and a, a mentoring mindset, we just act in a different way. We lead in a different way. And I think we're kinder to each other. You know, I'm, I'm going a bit like huggy tree now, which I tend to do. But, <laughs> but it does. if you just understand how people tick and how you can get the best out of people and, and quick ways of you know making them a bit, a bit more motivated, it, it really does help. So, you know, I, I, I was in the military, you know, I was in the Royal Air Force. And if they bought into it, bearing in mind, you know, the nature of some of the work we do, if they bought into it, they knew the value of it all. And, I've, you know, I've, I've moved over to primary care. And at times we are operating in the 1950s where we're well behind it. 
we're either really advanced on some things and other bets we're, you know, we're missing a trick and this is a trick we're missing but you know, the feedback we're gathering on the work we're doing I, I, I'm really positive that you know there's going to be a mind shift and it's and it's people like you and you know the GPs are, you know of, of this generation that can drive that forward as opposed to the, you know, some of the ones that weren't that <laughs> hot on it in the you know, in the past. I don't want this question to go against the lovey-dovey, altruistic nature <laughs> of um, the whole no, no. thing. But I'm just wondering, for um, for people out there interested in getting involved in it, is there any money yeah. associated with it if you become a coach or a mentor? Yeah, yeah. For the support, so for the supporting mentors, they get paid. It's a sessional rate. If you follow on go on the GMTH uk website, there's a go on programs. There's a supporting mentor website. It's all the financials of what you get paid. You know, we're, we're, we pay you for your time to bring it back in. So it's it's not, you know, at the moment you, you are getting the recompense. <laughs> it's like, well, it's a no-brainer, <laughs> is it? <laughs> it's like a win-win. <laughs> I know, but it's, it, it, you know, that was the struggle. Even though you were getting uh, recompense for your time, people still didn't want to get engaged. I've got too much work on that. I can't, yeah. you know, I'm just surviving on, you know, as it is. So it's just, it's just a small token just to say we do value what you're paying forward. We're giving you this two-day course as opposed to the five days and all the work. It's going to give you the skill set to be able to be a brilliant mentor with flexibility so you can just tell them things or you can actually coach them through so they find the answer. But, you know, your, your time's paid for as well and you can take on as many as you can manage. And, you know, we, we manage all the relationships. So you know, 360, it's a brilliant, brilliant opportunity. Yeah. And, and it's a, I don't know. I, I don't know why anyone wouldn't want to do it but that's just me <laughs> no I think um, I wasn't aware of it and I didn't know that it was wow, paid okay. either <laughs> which like go. when you think about your week working week and carving out time for different things that does factor in definitely yeah yeah so it's just it's just about getting the message out there and that you know saying again where the mouth is is the best way yeah exactly um, and so d- just to kind of sum up and, and finish um, we always ask um, if you have anything that you want yeah. the listeners to take away any kind of top hits or learning points that you want them to remember from the chat today yeah it's, the takeaway from this is there are quicker solutions to some of the problems you know if there's something that you you know if you're continuing to do something and it's not working for you there are solutions to that you can self-coach you know as I, as I mentioned before there, there are self-coaching top tips out there so you can watch a video you can look at maybe something like the wheel of life look at look at your life and you can unpick things so coaching's a, quite a quick way to get to solve it some uh, difficult difficult problems at times so it's definitely that you know I, i'm from birkenhead you know a working class lad my dad was a postman and uh, coaching was like no no not for me you know and i've taken it on board in my life and uh, you know I've, I've worked with so many different professionals over over the course of my career and and coaching works. I don't know, how, how do you? It's how to get that point. It really, really works. It's an efficient way to get to a solution. Give it a go, and it, and you'll see. The, the only time you know I've worked, you know, I work with a lot of people. I've coached a lot of people, and there are the small percentage of people where they just it's not for them. They don't get it. They don't want to be asked questions. But the, the, the sadness of that is, if you do work with some of these people, they become you know if they're a, a senior partner or someone really respected. No, coaching's no, it didn't work for you. Not everything works for everyone, but there's most most people I work with. Coaching works, and and it helps. And, and as you mentioned, you've been coached, and actually, it was a really nice. You know, it, it wasn't a an inquisition. It was just a, a nice chat. And then by the end, you're like, whoa. I've got some uh, strategies to, to solve some big problems here. Yeah, it's that subtle. Yeah, subtle. 
<laughs> Lovely. Yeah. Oh, thank you so much, Chris. This has been absolutely brilliant to talk to you. I feel like full of the joys now. <laughs> oh, thank you. So, Lisa, uh, what were your learning points from talking with Chris today? Um, I think, yeah, I was, I've never really just had a conversation with anybody about what mentoring and coaching was. Um, so I was just satisfying my own curiosity, really, about asking all these questions that I didn't um, really know before. Um, so I, I just from the offset, I find it interesting to talk about um, the difference between mentoring and coaching. And the fact that he said that mentors can be coaches, but not all coaches can be mentors. Mm. Um, and that was quite helpful to um, get into my head that the mentor is the um, has like a professional skill set um, and a knowledge base that they can pass on. Um, but coaching is more about the person being coached, taking on the responsibility. Um, and so it works quite well if you can get a mentor to become a coach, because then you get both of the bits in it um, and it might work out quite well. Yeah. So yeah, quite like that. I really like that. I was, I was thinking about my journey through having qualified in general practice and how you go from having a clinical supervisor and depending on your relationship with your supervisors or somebody in your practice who knows that you're a trainee and that is taking you under their wings or that are really helpful um, and then it feels like you're supposed to know everything all of a sudden or that you no longer have that kind of relationships um, and you can get them and it, it's very informal but I really like that he talked about how it was outside your circles because actually navigating the dynamics of different practices can be sometimes a bit tricky and actually having somebody who's completely unrelated is so nice to to have so yeah I thought that was really good and also especially like a, a mentor role still still someone who's experienced who can sort of speak quite candidly about some of the absolute realities of working in the job and how how do you survive and you know all the different challenges that can come up yeah no I definitely agree it's that, that I think is the is a really good crux of it because you need somebody who um, understands your job and your role and the difficulties and the challenges and yeah. um, but someone who's not entrenched in necessarily the practice that you're working in and yeah. can see the wood for the trees so <laughs> it, I think that works really well um yeah because yeah. you think you're having a unique problem and you're yeah. not <laughs> <laughs> exactly yeah, that's, that's really good and I really um again once again always wanting to be a fellow again after we talk to any anyone to do with fellowships but the whole thing of getting the training and learning the models and I quite like a model um, you do love a model yeah. <laughs> the grow model sounds good um and I quite liked I learned a little bit about transactional analysis but yeah spending a bit of time on that I think would be useful yeah yeah that's what I was thinking I was like I I think if you once you've learned those skills yes it'll be really good to be a coach and and to get paid for your time which is pretty nice um and um to do all of that but I feel like it would be hard not to bleed into every aspect of your life which is I feel like it's a good thing to be able to use those skills not just in your coaching but like with patients or um with colleagues or with your husband <laughs> like when you want him to solve a problem for himself so I feel like you know, all those strategies would be really good <laughs> totally abstract uh, <laughs> picture there yeah. no, absolutely yeah I do and that it's again it's that step back from practice and looking at your life as a as a full thing and what elements of your life do you want to develop on and yeah and, how, and what does that look like exactly um but yeah so um uh, thank you to everyone who um, has made it to this point in the episode uh, we appreciate you hanging on to hear our babble at the end and um thank you for anyone who's getting in touch leaving reviews and um, chatting to us we always like interacting with all of our listeners so please keep doing that yeah brilliant thank you till next time on primary care knowledge boost
This podcast has been able to continue to date due to the support of GP Excellence, Wigan Borough CCG, Greater Manchester Training Hub and the GP Fellowship Programme, as well as Greater Manchester Health and Social Care Partnership. Just a friendly reminder that these podcasts are for healthcare professional education and shouldn't be used for medical advice by the general public. They were recorded in Greater Manchester in 2022. Guidelines can vary by location as well as over time, so always check for up-to-date local and national guidelines before you make any treatment decisions. The content is based on our interviewee's opinion and interpretation of current best practice. It's your responsibility to use your clinical judgment before applying or relying on information solely from this podcast. Check out the episode description for full details and any links that we've mentioned in the episode.